A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, a whole lot of stories were told. Seriously, it's hard to keep track of everything in the Star Wars universe. Through films, comic books, TV shows, novels, and much, much more, sorting out what is legend, what is canon, and which stories are told from a certain point of view can be a bit tough. We're here to help you sort through that mess and to stay up to date with what's going on in the galaxy. So sit tight, strap in, grab your favorite co-pilot if you want to, and get ready to make the jump to light speed. Ladies, gentlemen, Wookiees of all ages, these are the Holocron Chronicles. Welcome to the Holocron Chronicles. My name is Mark, aka the Canardian, and I'm joined, as always, by my favorite trusty co-pilot, Charlie Carden. Charlie, how you doing tonight? Pew pew pew. I'm good. We're in my swagon. Perfect. <laughs> That's right. Go out and get your SFU gear. T Public. I'll talk about it later. Plug plug Absolutely. plug. Good to see you're doing good. You had a busy day recording. I think all three shows. You said. Today lined up. I got some plans later in the week. So, yeah, I recorded uh, Code 47 at about 4 o'clock this afternoon. I got on with Todd to record Secret Friends Unite about 6.30. And right now it's 9 o'clock here Eastern Time, and I'm recording this show. So, wow. wipe the slate clean. Whoop! Just put a fork in me. I'm done. That is crazy. You sound Yeah, that's, that's a pretty busy day. I've definitely had a hectic uh, weekend as well. It's Monday night. I'm excited to get going. But you may have heard a couple of chuckles. We have a special guest, a returning guest, and I'm so excited to welcome back Jedi Master Okiro to the show. Okiro, how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great. It's good to be back. I love talking to you guys. Cool. You're like visiting my two older brothers I only get to see when I get out of prison. <laughs> Yikes! Woo! I'm pretty sure I'd be right in there with you, but uh, it's nice to hear you're excited to come back. <laughs> So what what have you been up to before we get into this? Uh, you're you're still still you know plugging hard on the the YouTube stuff. You've been putting out some awesome videos. Uh, still still keeping up with. Uh, I, I honestly I don't know how you do that much Twitter content. Like you just come up with so much stuff, and I'm like every time I'm like I don't even know what he's gonna. And you just come up with some like thought provoking question or some new like how. How do you keep up with everything? Like how I don't even oh. know where you find the 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 ideas. We're we're like struggling every two weeks. We're like, ah, what are we gonna talk about this time? And you're like every day you're like pumping out like twelve different new thought provoking things. Oh, it's easy. I'm insane. That's it. <laughs> it's not it's not a secret. I'm just insane. Twenty something uh, years of Star Wars has rotted my brain. I had my mom reading Heir to the Empire as a kid, so I I, I was done as a kid. My brain was nope, this is gonna be your hyperfixation like your entire life. I like it. I like it, man. That's uh that's you know what? It your your insanity keeps me motivated to keep checking Twitter. Uh, before 
you know, we, we had you on the, on the show before, so I'm not going to do the whole introduction thing. We'll, we'll leave your, you, you can plug all your, your stuff where people can find you at the end. Uh, but I have a couple of questions, but before we even get into that, I want to thank you. And I know I, I said this a little bit in a, in a, in a private message, but I want everyone to know <laughs> that you're pretty much the reason this show is how it is right now. We had like a guest on before you, I think one guest, and that was still very canon focused. So when, when Charlie and I started this, we were very basically just like canon focused of like, here's a canon update. Here's the comic. Here's the novel. Here's the show. Here's this and this and this. What's going on every month recaps or every, actually every like two weeks we were doing kind of like bi-weekly recaps of what the latest comics and this and stuff. And then we said, okay, maybe we'll do bi-weekly like monthly recaps and then have a guest. And the last little bit, we've been really focusing on guests. But for me, the starting point was having you on and having such an awesome conversation. And then afterwards being like, I think we have to get more Star Wars fans. Like, I think we have to get more of these people who are creating YouTube videos, have Twitter channels, uh, or have have Twitter accounts, have uh, TikTok channels, like like Chloe that we just had on. Um, oh, you guys had Chloe on here. She she Chloe was, Burrell, uh, yeah. She was really uh, oh yeah. Not oh, not Twitter Chloe. She's uh, she's different. Twitter Chloe is different. Oh. Uh, I realized there's two different Chloes because I started talking about uh, Chloe to someone else that that we might have on soon. And, uh, and then realize there's, there's a Twitter Chloe and a TikTok Chloe. So we, we, are you we, sure they're not the same have... person? Cause Twitter, cause Twitter Chloe is on TikTok. No, no, not the same. Uh, cause I, I follow both of them on TikTok now. Uh, uh and it was Chloe. very confusing uh, for a second, but, but the Chloe, Chloe Burrell, uh, Femren, who is on uh, TikTok that we had on, uh, is yeah, she does not use Twitter. Cause that was, I was like, aren't you on Twitter? Cause I, I think I said that even during the episode, <laughs> I was like, aren't you on Twitter? Like, cause I, you know, anyway, two Chloe's we'll have to have the Twitter slash TikTok Chloe on, but Chloe Burrell was uh, our last guest. She was awesome. Um, oh, sweet. but, uh, yeah. So that, like this kind of all for, for me anyway, really kind of snowballed from having you on and having such a great chat. So, so thanks for changing our show. I think for the better. Oh, hey, heck yeah. Totally. Listen, I appreciate that, but I'm going to call bull. You guys are doing good because you guys are doing good. It doesn't matter what I said or did when I stumbled into your guys' show. You guys' <laughs> show is working because you guys put the work in. That's it. Don't let Man, don't let well, even yourself say differently. Woo! That's YouTube. I'm going to get all blushy I, over here. I, I appreciate the vapors. That. My goodness. Yeah, I, I yeah, appreciate that. It's, uh, it's, it's nice to hear, but... Uh, mindset wise, it was, it was a, a definitely a shift after we talked to you and I'm so excited to have you back. Uh, but because we already did the introduction last time, and if people missed that one, go back and listen, but because we already found out your star Wars in- introduction, your geek kind of origin, this time we're going to play a little game. We're going to play uh, a modified version of like boff, Mary kill or whatever you want to call this game. <laughs> Uh, before we started recording, I asked your three favorite Star Wars movies. You gave me uh, Jedi, Empire, and Revenge of the Sith. Yep. I'm going to torture you right now a little bit and make you pick <laughs> one of those that you can watch again indefinitely. One that you can only watch one more time and then you're done. And the other one that you can never, ever watch again. What are your three picks? Uh, you're you're evil. You're an evil <laughs> man, and I love that. I love evil man. That's great. Uh, okay. Um, 
I guess I would sleep at Revenge of the Sith because, Jesus, that's a sexy film. Like, George can join in there to make it the ultimate three-way, but yeah, so Revenge of the Sith is definitely the film I'm going to sleep with if I get the chance to do it. Okay, so that's that's the indefinite. You can watch that over you, and over you and over. Would, you would call Revenge of the Sith like a gentle lover that used to be like, oh, stab, stab, stab. I don't know. You know, you end up with, you know, losing three quarters of your limbs at the end of that movie i don't know that's the one night stand that you uh, you know you wake up three o'clock in the morning and i don't know man those are the best type of one night stands the ones Woo! that you have to if you can if you can have a one night stand and not worry about you're getting shanked it's a, it's a bad one night stand oh you know what yeah. i you're speaking from a place i'm not coming from so i have I'm from new york city i can get stabbed buying groceries i can get stabbed buying groceries what is, this that, is what the is, way. What did Dennis Leary have to say about New this York City? The, the scariest place in the world to live because you know you get poodles falling, off, get pushed off a ledge of a ninety-five uh, story uh, window uh, and come screaming at you. Split a guy in half, and you're forever known as the Poodle Man. Yeah, that's it. I mean, you get used to it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, so what, what, so the other two options are the other ones kill, right? I can never watch it again. Never watch it again, and yeah, one you can watch. Uh, so one you can watch indefinitely. One you can only watch once, and one that you got to kill off. So Revenge of the Sith. That's that's your watch over and over and over. Oh, oh, I, I got confused. Sorry, I will pick. Um, I guess I would have to say uh, prequel fans are going to stab me in the eyes for this. I would have to say watch once Revenge of the Sith. Okay, all right. That's your yeah your one night stand. Okay, that, like that's it. my one night stand. Yep. Uh, okay, so. What would I kill? Fuck, this is... Mm. I would kill Empire Strikes Back. Because <gasps> it is a beautiful film. It is a beautiful, beautiful film. And something that beautiful cannot be allowed to exist. Okay, all right. Yeah, so I will, I'll, I'll have to, I'll have to do that too. Uh, I'm going to have to come for you. Too I'm going to have to come for both live. of you now. It, it is too beautiful to live. And the one I can watch over and over and over again is Return of the Jedi because of that sweet ending. Like, right. to, to me, if you, like, the middle, the middle part is extremely important. It's one of the most important parts to a story, but the ending, that's the thing that sticks with you years later, even if you never watch the trilogy again. That's the story you tell your friends, your family about how much you love it. You got Victory Celebration, you got, you were right, Luke, and then he comes back as sexy Hayden, like... You, you just can't beat the ending of Return of the Jedi. Like, it's such a satisfying ending. I can watch it at any time. I can even deal with the Ewoks, even though I want to barbecue them. It's just, it's a perfect ending to a story that had highs, had lows, but it just, it ended perfectly. Excellent. All right. I like that. I like that. Charlie, do you want to, do you want to use the same three or you, do you want to answer this as well? Or are you, uh... you know, so my question is, do I have to name three films? I love two films. I love and one I hate, and that's the kill. Or do I have to name one? I love? Let's use the same three. Let's get use Jedi empire and revenge. Let's, okay. let's stick to those same three and, and we can okay. pick our, our picks from that. Well, that's not bad. So empire, I'm going to F because it's my favorite and, you always want to be effing your favorite, right? Because always so much more to get, always so much more to get out of it. I think I would also kill revenge because I, I would kill revenge because it's kind of a one and done. And then you're right, I would marry Jedi because of that sweet, sweet final moment of closure. Mm. All right, I like it. 
Like, I think you? I'm picking the same order. I, yeah, I don't. I think I, I, yeah, continuously watch Jedi. I think that has to be the answer for that. Um, damn it, these are three good ones. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't know. I. Yeah, I, I'm gonna have to. <sighs> I, yeah. No. Okay. Because I. I don't know. Yeah. No. I'll. I'll I'll watch Empire once more and I'll never watch Sith. But the, the reasoning for that is because I just watched Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> so it's fresh and I still have to watch Empire. So I that's what I'm picking. So that ask me again in a week and this that order is going to change. But that was the, like, the, yeah, I don't know. The, we'll, we'll leave it at that, I guess. Uh, uh, and, and people can come after us. Or if you're listening and you want to, you know, tell us that we're wrong, uh, tweet at us at seeker friends, you or at the underscore Canardian or at the C three for Charlie and, uh, and, and tell us or, or at, uh, uh Akira, where, what's your, uh, your, your Twitter handle Akira. The first Akira. The first Akira. There we go. Um, so yeah, tweet at any one of us, tell us your correct order and how much we're, we're wrong. And, uh, and maybe we'll talk about it next time and after people yell at us or people agree with one of us and, and one of us wins a fabulous prize of a uh, thousand holocron bucks. Oh, nice. Which I just made up. Uh, so so let's, uh, <laughs> let's continue on with the show. We've all been watching Bad Batch. I li- literally just finished 30 seconds before we started recording uh, the, the most recent episode, episode 10. So, so uh, fresh. So fresh. Very fresh in my mind. Uh, so let's, let's, recap i guess maybe a combination of episode nine and ten because it's kind of a continuous story so i don't think right. we really need to do a episode by episode breakdown um of these unless you really want to charlie uh, that, but that, no that's that's okay i'll jump okay. in so right. yeah. you know in, in, in the bad in the bad batch we're streaming into you know where we left off in episode eight uh omega uh has been snagged by by cad bane and again we're kind of we're bleeding back into um dealing with what's going am i doing are we up to episode 11 am i doing wrong because i put nine and ten in here but then i'm seemingly uh, this might have been uh this might I, have been 11 and 12 yeah okay i'll very quickly check i seem to remember watching a different episode uh so i'll talk about episode 10 and you can dr- drop it in there for episode yes, 11. Yes, these were 11 and 12, sorry. You know you know what it is? is because we didn't we didn't do a flow doc for last time, so I got I got crossed up. Okay, episode 10. Uh, this is when the Bad Batch turns into a sidequel uh, because we're taking a break. This episode, in almost in its entirety, uh, took a break from our regular character. So we find ourselves on uh, the planet of Hirasandula, which is helping the Twi'lek people. It's Ryloth. Thank you very much. Very pivotal in the Clone Wars. Uh, Cham Sindula is a character that I know we dealt with in Rebels. I'm trying to remember if we got him in the Clone Wars as well. I feel like we did. I can't Anybody remember. rob my memory here? But at any rate, you know, the, it, it bookends in the fact that his daughter is Harrison Dula, which is obviously one of the core characters in Rebels. Um, and this is a story about how that world is playing to transition within, you know, we're now weeks or months at the end of... Um, at the end of you know episode three and when the clone wars ends and you know order 66 uh and we've got uh our main uh heavy who is our imperial officer what, what's the dude's name it's something kind of like uh 
The no, your guess is wait the main rebel or the main imperial? No, the the, the main imperial. You know, you know, lieutenant. Oh, lieutenant douchebag. Yeah, lieutenant <laughs> Close lieutenant enough, douchebaggery. Hey, he's getting he's getting his own action figure, and I love reading this that uh, Alexander Siddig, who was Doctor Bashir on DS Nine, I'm I'm a huge Star Trek guy, was one of the characters in this. Um, huh. But uh, yeah, what what you're seeing is kind of a a planned transition of power. Uh, and then you have Senator uh, Orrin Fritao, who's big, fat-ass Tweedleck, who you see. And uh, you see him in, I think, in Episodes 2 and 3, um, basically as the Imperial crony. Um, and you're, yeah, you're looking, uh, yeah, exactly. So you're looking for the senator, uh, who's Alexander Siddig, uh, to, to basically make this puppet speech. Yeah, we're, the Empire's great, and yada, yada, yada. And he steps up and he says, the Empire sucks and we got to keep fighting. And then they immediately squirrel him away. And Sham Shandula's like, you know, we're not, we're not going down like this. We're not going from uh, being, you know, under the heel of the Republic and fighting the Separatists and now having the Empire, which is even worse. We're going to keep our stuff going because the Empire says, immediately surrender all your weapons. Because obviously, if they're, if they're, uh, going to be uh, locked down. They're not going to want them to have to be armed. And uh, so what happens is they immediately contact uh, Rhea Perlman's character, who sends in the Bad Batch. Now, then again, it happens off screen. So again, you're keeping the primary focus on the characters, the, you know, basically the rebel character. We'll call them the rebel characters there on Ryloth. And the Bad Batch zoops in, and then they zoop out again. Um, so you've got, you've got a tonal shift where you're not just telling yet another story of the bad batch which i know we've we've kind of talked in in episodes recently that that has really become very repetitive it's kind of like mission of the week it feels like the mandalorian but with a less cute kid um so hey 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 that's omega slander i love that kid i want to lo- i want to adopt that little albino i want to adopt gonna, that albino but are you gonna put her against greggy grogu baby Yoda? i will i will toss grogu into the fire for omega <laughs> I will eat. I will eat Grogu. I don't care what Yoda says. He didn't pay child support. I will eat Grogu. Ouch! That's you know that's stone cold. But you know what? Yeah, what listen. He, why he, he ate, ate, the, he ate the eggs. The, Super Mario sixty four dropping the little baby penguin off of the side of the mountain. <laughs> but listen, you know, you he say, ate you the say, eggs. I eat him. You say pay child support. Who's paying child support on on one hundred thousand clones? Well, Django's dead. So who's hey, stuck with that bill? That's hey, hey, I'm listen! Saying. He was a supportive. Jango was a supportive father. He was there for them, and then he got his head chopped off by Samuel Jackson. That is the way to go. That's how I want to die. I just want to <laughs> walk out of my apartment and get decapitated by Samuel Jackson riding a segway. Only by him, though. You know, specifically what? I, only by him. That is the most New York death I think I've ever heard described. So I, 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 I I'm with you. I'm with and no you, one but... will blink an eye either. They're no, like, oh shit. Gonna... Right back, right back into the bodega. Hey, look, I've seen it in the Heights. I know what it's like. Everybody's dancing in the streets. There's people on the walls. I get it. I get it. Um, but at any rate, yeah, this I found this episode to be a very welcome break from the things that I was not enjoying about the pattern we fell into. So this was cool. I love Rebels. I love the Hera character. So let the naysayers, you know, kind of pound sand on this because I, I think that this was really well done. I liked it. 
Oh, don't get me started on the naysayers. I'll start dragging them. I'm getting a little frustrated with the whole fan service is bad. Cameos, like, it's not fan service or cameos if they serve a point to the story. Like, a cameo is George Lucas appearing in Star Wars and as, like, purple body paint. That's a cameo. <laughs> Jar Jar Binks with George Lucas's daughter in Attack of the Clones behind the bar. That's a cameo. But Hera's right. not a cameo. She's, she's part of the world. She's a meaningful mm-hmm. character. Ugh, so, uh, I'll start ranting. So what, I can't. No, no. Start ranting. What What did you think about this uh, this episode? I mean, I was happy with the change up of the formula, just because I agree. I was getting a little mission, mission, character development, mission, mission, character development. I'm like, okay, let's just throw some paprika in there and like spice up the dinner, <laughs> and that's what we got. We got to see a different perspective, and I dug that for one a new a little evolution on the clone troopers like oh wait so if you're not a jedi you're not going to get clapped they still have their morality mm-hmm. you can see the world building of like the transition between the clone wars and the empire and people just didn't roll over and spread it they wanted to fight and i'm, I'm digging that mm-hmm. i like that we got to see a different perspective because i think people forgot like yeah the clone wars was about the clone wars and yeah the bad batch is about the bad batch but it's also about the galaxy it's not just about these the title characters being important and everyone else doesn't matter. This show is showing that it doesn't matter if you're a civilian, a clone trooper, or if you're a title characters, you're suffering your pain that matters. And I dig that. I like that. It's something I like to see in Star Wars. Show me that everyone matters and not just, you know, the dude I recognize who has main character syndrome. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I, I agree. And, and kind of, like I said, putting both of these episodes together, I, I liked seeing that broad picture of here's a planet that they thought the Empire was doing some good. There's some people that maybe thinks now the Empire is getting too much control. And you, you see that. But like you said, you see that also in the clones who there are some that are, you know, good soldiers follow orders. And there are some that are like, this is kind of becoming some bullshit. And to me, that's super interesting because it's showing even when they're all identical clones, it might not be just the Bad Batch that has malfunctioning chips or or maybe there's some degrees of how strong your chip's affecting you as a clone. Uh, You you said it perfectly, you know, it's not just once the Jedi are wiped out, like what are the orders and what do you have to follow? And is, is there something there that, that we can see? And I, I, we, we know by the time that the empire is really in power by episode four, most of the clones are worked out of the army. So are we seeing the kind of the groundwork laid out for that of, of here's how the clones were replaced and here's why they were replaced because really order 66 only had like those chips only had to work for a short period of time. So after, after whatever a year or a few months or something, that's when the inquisitors come in. That's when Darth Vader's hunting down the remaining Jedi. So order 66 obviously didn't have to have a long burn. So how long are these clones going to follow orders and how long are they they basically going to be useful? So that's, that's to me is, is the interesting thing to see here of even in the last episode was 
uh, Crosshair was saying arrest them and and ha- it was like half and half, like half the troops laid down their guns and half the troops were like, no, we're going to arrest you guys. And that was that to me, that was a super interesting point of like, oh, I, I just let, let's just follow clones for the rest of this. Like, sure, <laughs> sca- you know, it's called the Bad Batch. Fine. Have them peppered in throughout it. But like for me, that's the interesting turning point of like, where the hell did this start to go wrong for the clones? Like we saw in the early parts of this series that they were still balancing between do we want to start stealing kids and recruiting people or do we want to continue on with these clones? Obviously, we kind of know the outcome, but I think it's really, really interesting to see how we got to that point. So, um, yeah, I'm liking where this is going. We have, what, four episodes left? Yeah, yeah, Caps at 16. Well, no, the Caps at 16, so I think we have five with the one that comes out on Friday because the next episode is episode 11. No, this was 11 and 12. Oh, we, no, we just talked about 10. No. Oh, see, you were talking about episode 10. He was talking about episode 11. Oh, then let's move on to 12. Oh, my God. Okay, I'm way behind. You go right ahead. No, because that, that's so no, what we, I we covered. We covered 10 last time. The 10 was uh, was where uh, Omega plays ah, space chess and uh and and clears their debt and 11 and 12 were basically the the two-parter for ryloth then don't listen to a damn thing that i have to say okay we're all talking about the the right stuff just the numbers are wrong we got the right stuff baby there we go (laughs) yes exactly (laughs) so 11 and 12 so four episodes left i think we're all on the same page now so we we like where it's going where do you think it's going okira uh, knowing Dave Filoni, that cowboy hat wearing, orange alien loving psychopath, he's gonna make us all depressed because that's what he does good. He wakes up every day and says, You know, it's been a couple months since I've made Star Wars fans cry. Uh, who am I gonna kill? Who am I gonna? Uh... Oh, Wrecker. Nice. Everyone loves Wrecker. I'm gonna kill him bad. Yeah, no, I, it, it's gonna. We've never seen any of these characters in Rebels, and we know that. By the time Rebels happened, Hera suffered like a lot of tragedies at that point. So I think it's a safe bet. We're just going to watch however long this show goes. Each Bad Batch clone just die one by one by one as Filoni giggles in the background as we all cry tears of blood at the screen. So that's my prediction. I, you know, I kind of said something the same on the same lines last time, which was I think I'm hoping. Uh, with Omega being uh, basically the exact same kind of clone as Boba Fett, I'm hoping that oop, just punch my microphone. Uh, I'm hoping that she shows up in the Boba Fett show, and we haven't seen her because maybe she's off doing some crazy rebel shit or she's off doing some mercenary stuff, and they just kind of disconnect from everyone. But I kind of predicted back then that she might be, if we're lucky, with one of these clones, whether it's Hunter Wrecker or one of the others, and. That'd be about it. So I, I am kind of in, in agreement with you that most likely we're going to see most of these guys kind of wiped off and that's why they weren't in Rebels or anything else. But I'm, I'm hoping that they have some kind of big comeback for the Boba Fett show. I think that'd be awesome. Uh, what about you, Charlie? What are you, where, where are you thinking this is going to go? Yeah, you know, I mean, the, the only problem with anything related to prequels is that you're left with the, well, why didn't we ever see this and that? And why, you know, Star Trek kind of runs into the same thing. Like, it's that way with Star Trek Discovery, which is one of the main shows. It was set right before the original series. So it's like, why didn't we ever see this thing or that thing? Or why didn't this character ever show up again? And so they had to do something drastic 
by taking that show at the end of its second season and jumping it a thousand years into the future. And then the people left behind said, well, you know, because of the sensitive nature of everything that happened, it's completely classified. No one will ever speak about it again under penalty of death, blah, blah, blah. So that makes that makes perfect sense in a way. What makes perfect sense in the Star Wars fashion where people seem to die at the drop of a hat is that everybody gets wiped out. You know, Rogue One, great example. Awesome story. Absolutely everybody dies. That's why you never hear about them ever again. And that really fit the story because it's, you know, it's wartime, it's sacrifice, it's this thing, it's that thing. So, yeah, I'm 100% an advocate of the fact that absolutely everybody will be dead. Nice depression. Yes, it's going to be Rogue One all over again. Yeah, month a month left before we're all clinically depressed. Oh, uh, that's why not? I missed it. I is missed there, any, it so is there anything in Star Wars that doesn't really bum you out? It's really all about death and suffering. Yeah. Babu and, Frick. Babu and, Frick does not bum me out. I love that yeah. little demonic spider monkey. Nothing bad happens to him at the end. Where at least with Grogu, you know, he he leaves his his adoptive father, and I watched that on Father's Day. That's become one of the Father's Day oh, things, damn. and I'm all. I'm just I'm crying six ways till Sunday. You know what I mean? It's very very emotional to any you know any mm-hmm. father who has kids in in, in particular. So, yeah, I mean it's, it's okay. Din went to go be on the Last of Us, and Grogu's gonna be on the Luke spinoff. Maybe we'll get one day uh, with Sebastian Stan. <laughs> don't 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 even give me hope. Don't don't give me don't give me that. Oh wow, he went full Hawkeye on me. That'd be too good. Holy. Uh, so that's where we want the bad batch to go, but Okura, you, you pitched something great when we were talking about what we were going to talk about today. And that is where do you want star Wars to go in general? Where's the future of this franchise going? And it's not just the continuation of story. You, you kind of wanted to cover, get, get a bit more into the nitty gritty kind of stuff, right? Like, uh, exactly kind of the the overall tone of of the next uh, movies shows so so let's start with you akira where where do you want star wars to go are, are you focused mo- mostly on movies uh do you do you want these series to kind of continue to flesh out things in between what's what's your overall take on where it should go and how it should go down i mean from what i want production wise like i'm i'm personally digging the show because i feel like it's more than what we usually get out of characters we get to feel their motivations their backstories and it's something that i think all the movies have struggled with no matter how much we all love them there's always at least one movie we're like uh you know i wish i got more of this i wish i got more of that and like well maybe the series will pick it up and i'm like what happens if we just start with the series first and like we use the films to build towards events like the Mandalorian, perfect example. Like we got so much from that show that the third season can just go everywhere. Mm-hmm. Everyone keeps saying, "Let's get a Finn show or let's get a Kira show." Please, let's get a Kira show. I love Amelia Clark. <laughs> I'm the big okay. I, I, I gotta stop. I will start simping for her instead of talking. <laughs> uh, but you can go literally anywhere with Star Wars, and I kind of just want to explore the consequences of where we're at. Mm-hmm. Like in the sequel trilogy timeline, New Republic gone, First Order gone, the Resistance, they are not politicians. They're a bunch of very diverse looking CW models. So like what where where are we gonna go with that timeline? 
who who's going to vie for power now? Is it going to be Thrawn's people? Is it going to be the Mandalorians? Are we going to have the Huts come back and say, hey, you know what? Uh, <laughs> we're taking over the galaxy. Hmm. Gabagoo. Sorry. <laughs> couldn't, help <it. laughs> I couldn't help it. Couldn't help it. It fit the bill. It fit the bill. It fit in. It yes. So something like that. Or even like if we want to jump way before the whole Skywalker saga, what were things like before the Jedi and the Sith when people were just discovering the Force? What mm. were the rules there? Ooh, way back. Yeah, when there was no, okay, I'm Jedi, you're Sith, and we're going to smack our glow sticks with each other for like a couple 90, 100 something years. Like, let's see what's get, what gets explored there. Just mm. let's go to un. I don't want to see more Stormtroopers, okay? I'm just putting it out there. After we get the whole whatever makes Solo 2 happen, if that happens, or the Kira spinoff or the Finn spinoff, whatever. No more stormtroopers. I never want to see those white clad. I can't aim for shit guys again. I'm done with them. No more empire. No more stormtroopers. Let's get something different. I know everyone likes reusing the same props, but let's get crazy. No more ragtag bunch of rebels and fighters mixed with big empire. Let's let's start fighting on some even ground. Mm -hmm. I I love that about the prequel trilogy because we don't get stormtroopers. We don't get this ragtag bunch of rebels. We have. The Republic and the Jedi versus the Separatists and the Sith. And that made the conflict bigger, different. So that's kind of what I personally want to see from Star Wars going forward. Something different, but also working off the consequences of what we've seen so far. Nice. Nice. Right. Uh, to to that end, I'd, I'd like to jump in for a second. I'm going to put a little timestamp here so I can warn people. Uh, because I'm going to get into some slight Loki spoilers. So if you want to skip ahead, I'll add these in the show notes and you can skip ahead to when I'm done with these spoilers. So this is your, this is your out mark. I'll give you a couple of seconds to skip ahead. This is, um, this is controversial because it's funny. And today was my day to record all three of the shows I'm on. The last one I was on with Todd and we did a total breakdown of Loki. So I'm real curious to see how you're going to loop these things in together so i am i am i, I am hold on let me move over to the edge of my seat here we go there we go okay well basically i'm i'm kind of uh, kind of bouncing off what okiro just said but this is something i've been thinking about for a while especially since reading the high republic stuff and seeing who they're facing and again it's not stormtroopers it's 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 something different it's the nihil and and the comics are getting into uh what was it the creature the the dark creature underneath the planet that was like all sith energy basically it was just badness uh that took know, over know, a few jedi i, I know uh, it, but it was the the nihil or was that the name of the planet no the the, the nihil are the the space uh viking kind of bad guys in the novel and stuff. right so okay so we've got a, a couple of different things there but what i'm thinking and the the reason I, I said loki spoilers is even if this is in the future so if this happens exactly after episode nine it's episode 10. You've got Finn and Rey as, as Jedi. They're training a new group or, or whatever you want to do it. Or maybe they've gone off in separate directions and Finn's leading ex-Stormtrooper army and Rey's gone trying to get knowledge of the Force or whatever. Uh, however you want to spin that, I'm wondering if the Emperor going away and the First Order going away, if like in Loki, when you got rid of He Who Remains, do you unleash something worse was he the lesser of two evils was the emperor keeping something else in check that was scared of the emperor but is now like you know what 
screw it. We've got a couple of young little Jedi and the remaining rebels. I'm going to take some shit over and I'm going to go crazier than, you know, at least, at least the emperor just wanted power. He wanted all to himself. He wanted to control everything, but at least he had some kind of control. So what kind of crazy shit can you unleash like Kang the Conqueror and all the variant things that, that cause the timeline to go bananas in Loki. What can you unleash in star Wars? That's worse than the emperor. And that's what I want to see. And I don't know the answer for that yet. I don't know what it is, but I'm sure that there's someone out there that is hopefully working on this stuff. And I'm hoping that's the direction that they go is what's worse, whether it's some sort of, you know, maybe, maybe it's, it's leagues of bounty hunters and they're all, or, or, or the huts versus other crime syndicates. And maybe it's just a free for all of when, when the cat's dead, all the rats are going to come out and maybe it's just a whole bunch of rats <laughs> and you're trying to find the rat King, uh, which, which sounds way worse than a cat being in charge. So I think you actually have a point though. I think that's what it is heading to because there's, there's no one left. Like all jokes aside, who is going to say you guys can't do that for the last over a hundred years. So before the pre, so the prequel trilogy, the Republic was in power after the prequel trilogy, it was the empire. And after the empire, it was the new Republic for the first time in hundreds upon hundreds of years. There is no central government no central power, no Jedi, and well, like one, like one and a half Jedi, and like no Sith. That's so it. there is literally. So what? What were you going to say? Hey guys, please don't do that. And <laughs> you got to remember. You got to remember, the Republic and the Resistance didn't win the war. The people did. The people says, okay, these guys have been fucking up for a year. Uh, JJ just called us. We need to end this conflict. The trail is <laughs> over. JJ just called us. He did. It was. It was. It was a. It, yeah. But it yeah, that's a, it. It was, a, it was a huge conference call. It was. He's like, "Listen, guys, I'll give you some lens flares if you like help the resistance out." <laughs> that's but so yeah, what, what's what's left? There. Nothing. No one's left. There is no faction. There is no republic or first order. So that means you have the Mandalorians who have always wanted the republic. That's canon and legends. Mm-hmm. You have the Chiss Academy who have never liked the Empire. You have the Huts. You have the Assassins. You have the Bounty Hunters. You have an entire galaxy worth of factions. And you just have the common people who are like, hey, listen, uh, the New Republic, you guys didn't help us. Look at Jakku. Look at all the kidnapped stormtroopers. Uh, the separatists, they didn't help us. The Empire didn't help us. Why are we going to fall back in line to this? You know, we're just going to govern ourselves. Mm-hmm. Well, we, well, we, we'll fall back in government. How about, how about not? You step on our planet, we're going to shoot you. It's just a bunch of independent planets that don't want to be ruled. A bunch of criminal factions that say, listen, it's free game. It's free real estate. And some big military factions that were sitting out the sequel trilogy who are going to be like, hmm, okay, let's see what happens. To be per to be perfectly honest with you, um, what you're describing, you know, I was talking about Star Trek Discovery a little while ago, jumping forward a thousand years. You're describing almost exactly what happened in that show. Um, in between the just prior to the original series time, and then jumping forward a thousand years, so it was the year twenty two fifty eight. And again, it's it's our Earth calendar, so think about the year twenty two fifty eight. Jumping forward to the year 3189. And if you want to hear about this, we just did a great breakdown of this season on Code 47 over the last two episodes. So tune in. You you can get all filled in. But it was exactly the same. About 
three quarters of the way through that thousand years. So we'll say it's 200 years prior to the events of what's happening in season three of Discovery. There was a catastrophic galaxy wide um, uh, ecological disaster called the burn, uh, which is revealed throughout the course of the season. But what happened is dilithium is the matter that powers every ship out there. And something happened that made all that that made almost all of it detonate. It destroyed all of the Federation, which is the governing body, all of Starfleet, which is their military arm, and resulted in a completely fractured quadrant or galaxy. So Earth itself left the Federation, which is Earth is the Federation because it's humans, and the Federation itself set up in this weird little cloaked dome or whatever and they were all disconnected from everybody and huge criminal organizations formed all around the place and the biggest of one of which was the focus of the season and so and then discovery the ship from the past arrives and you know not surprisingly our heroes find a way to solve everything and kind of put everything back together again what you're describing very much like that i would love to see a star wars take on that because that season three of discovery and i really disagree with my my code 47 uh co-hosts on this um, they're like, well, it wasn't as good as season two. I thought it was amazing. It was a huge breakthrough for the franchise. This is where it becomes somewhat relevant to to talking about this. It was a huge breakthrough for the franchise to strip away everything that made it very samey. So in Star Wars, it would be the Skywalker saga and the Jedi and the Sith and the this and that. Jump it forward the 30 years post-sequel trilogy, and you're right, like, we're going to start a new, new, new Republic now, and a bunch of independent systems are going to be like, well, fuck you, why do we want to do it? We don't need your shit. We, exactly. we, rose up, we rose up, we crushed this final order, you know, F them, the Emperor and all of his, you know, Red Planet, Exegoth stuff, just all, and I did watch the movie again recently thinking about this, uh, all came crashing to the ground. We're badass. We don't need anybody. We don't need a government. Uh, basically, your government, uh, for the second time in 100 years, incited uh, a superpower that wiped you out. We don't want anything to do with you. We're going to do our own shit. They're gone now. That's great. We're all set. We're, we're, we're good. We don't need you at all. And then, yeah, you're right. What does that lawlessness look like? So the Hutt cartel just expounds with, you know, Black Sun just expounds because there, there are no checks and balances. Nope. So and there's no Jedi order to keep that in check, which is of course what the old Republic was about, or the 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 old the High Republic was all about was keeping that you know keeping checks and balances. So you know what does that look like? Is it kind of like with the Mandalorian where you had the Rangers of the New Republic, which is no longer a thing, thanks to nope. <laughs> thanks to yeah. Um, so yeah, without any checks and balances, does it just kind of become like the post burn? United Federation of Planets, where there's just, you know, we have this big footprint. Now we got this little baby footprint, and everything that's going on out there. The issue in the Star Trek piece is they couldn't, they couldn't travel, they couldn't enforce the law, they couldn't have order. So the opposite of the Star Trek piece, or the Star Wars piece, is that they, they maybe they could have order because it's not a technological issue, but maybe mm. order is not desired or required. Because it was ultimately decided that a big government is like, well, all big government has done for us in the last hundred years is, is get billions of people killed in two huge wars. So bye, Felicia. The, We're the, out. There's, there's another piece to this, too, that just popped into my head is where's the balance in the force? Because right. if the Sith are wiped out, 
then there's no more balance. So who's who's filling that void from the force side of things? So far, we've been talking about the the government side of things, but if if the force has just suddenly shifted way too far to the light, what's what kind of where what what is filling that dark side thing? Is it, it the Night Sisters coming back, or is it is it a different faction? So that that could be kind of interesting to explore too. Is is we know there are different force users in the galaxy, so can we see some of those? come in and say the, the Jedi have screwed up we're we're going to show you how to do the light side of things the right way or or is it going to be kind of more gray or is is there going to be some kind of darkness coming up to meet Ray's light which which could be interesting see that is a funny question because what is balance in the Disney Star Wars canon they haven't talked about that George said what was balance in the Legends canon well the George canon, I don't know, we all know George had a, like, a love-hate relationship with Legends, but he called Balance the destruction of the Sith because he cited the Sith as a corruption. Hmm. But The Last Jedi cites the Balance as, oh, darkness rises, light to meet it, and, well, Palpatine was dark. He basically, he rose after Snoke died, so who's going to meet Rey, and what, and it's actually a good point. I never really thought about what about all the other like little force factions that have been just, you know, like chilling, mm-hmm. trying to stay away from the empire and trying to stay out of the new Republic's hair. What's going to happen uh, that's with all of that? And, and, th- and that's the only ones we know. Like we don't, we, we know the, the Bendu from, from rebels and the night sisters. And we've seen these in Canon, other factions. And like you said, a lot of them just avoid this conflict. They avoid the empire. They avoid this and that. But with everything gone, what role are they going to play? Are they still going to be, you know what? We still kind of want to be left alone. Or are they going to be like, you guys are screwing up the force. Especially if, if there's a faction that's really tuned in to that, that balance side, depending on where they want to go with the balance. But if there's a faction that's really tuned into that, are they going to come out and say like, you guys need to be governed. Force users need to be governed by force users because you guys are just screwing everything up. This whole or, light, dark uh, Jedi Sith thing needs to stop. You guys are causing some big karmic force disaster pieces. And what happens if it's the reverse? But, yeah. What happens if they're like, hey, listen, uh, Jedi screwed up, Sith screwed up. You keep training Skywalkers to go crazy, and now this random there's there's a third Skywalker. Where'd she come from? She, yeah, went, right. she went to Tatooine, and now her name is Skywalker. She's from the she's from the adopted side of the family. She's from the uh, the other side, the southern track, the other side of the tracks. Yeah, oh no, it doesn't even work like that. You put the name Skywalker, somehow you just came out of Luke's ball. So like, nope, <laughs> she's related to Anakin too now. But the point oh. is, you might have people look at the Jedi and the Sith and say, "Hey, listen." uh, Thanks for killing Palpatine. I mean, you it's technically your fault. He almost killed us. But uh, yeah, no more Jedi, no more Sith. Uh, we're we're, we're going to bring back Order 66, but the right way. We're going to ext- – no more because think about it. <laughs> the right it's, way. <laughs> it's, it's always the Jedi and the Sith. And if you're looking at people who are paranoid, who just suffered like what? 60 years of war just because yeah, 75 years yeah exactly about yeah about 75 years of war thanks to sith and the jedi if i'm a normal civilian and you know i'm fear i'm afraid i just got rid of the old raisin i'm gonna be like 
Yeah, so um, we're just going to kill all these Force users now because we're done. We're done with Space Wizards. We can handle military people. We just handled a fleet, but we can't handle Space Grandpa somehow coming back again to blow up the sky a second time. Like, mm-hmm. nope, we're going to kill the Skywalker. We're going to kill any Palpatines. No more Force users. No more Jedi Temples. Because that's how people react when they're afraid. I mean, look what Palpatine did in After Revenge of the Sith. And he was lying, but, like, how do you reason bringing back the Jedi after, well, Luke tried to do it, and then his own nephew went crazy, and then he just dipped on everyone, and then mm-hmm. you have Ray, she just likes to dip whenever she goes through emotional stress, so I'm like, eh, if I was the people, I would be like, yeah, let's just, you know, shoot these guys and try to work our, work it ourselves. I don't right, want so that, because yeah. I like them, but... What do, yeah, what do we need them for? Because it yeah. always just seems to be a calamity. So, yeah, you know, if you were to put a, put a pin in it and to really, you know, emphasize what that's going to look like, it's like it's not really going to look that good for wielders of the force because all they tend to do is come in and wreck shop. There's no happy medium. They don't so, really... They, they, they add a whole lot less than they give. So basically, all we want is a series on Disney Plus that Star Wars meets the boys. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's yes, all I'm hearing. And I just want it to be the cast from the boys. So I do. That's, I want to see exactly. Carl Urban and Jack Wade. Exactly. And yeah. Oh, my God. God, do I love that show. Can't wait for the next season. <laughs> oh, I love that show, too. My favorite Karen is in that show. Oh, who? Which one? Uh, Karen Fujika. Fujika. She plays uh, the Asian woman with the sign language. Hmm. She's the mute. She doesn't speak. She be up the Nazi chick in the series in the season finale. Why am I drawing? Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, gotcha. Oh God, that show. Now we want to go back and watch that show. Thanks a lot. And it's nice. <laughs> Shows like that are bite sized, so they're easy to rewatch them. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm totally all about it. Oh. Well, Star, Star Wars can really, really go anywhere. Is there anything you guys want to add that we didn't touch on before we start wrapping up? No, I uh, like it. I, I think I think it. I'm sorry. Go ahead, please. There's just one little thing that's been bothering me. Just uh, this whole thing about characters appearing in other shows and people calling that uh, fan service and taking away from everything. Like when we saw Hera and Chop appear in the Bad Batch, I started seeing that complaint all the time. Like, oh, it's just a cameos, cameos, fan service, fan service. Meanwhile, the whole episode is very meaningful to Hera. We get to meet her parents. We get to see her dream of being free. And, of course, whenever I hear Leia's theme music, it just hits me right in the feel. So, like, mm, yeah. they're not cameos. They're meaningful characters popping up in a meaningful, relevant story. And so, now that we're going into Obi-Wan, I'm starting to hear that argument a lot more about all the casting mm, announcements. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, just just let it be. Let, let, let it be a story, for God's sakes. Yeah. And... Honestly, for for hardcore Star Wars fans, people like us that make videos or podcasts or whatever, yes, sometimes certain cameos or appearances can feel a little bit shoehorned. But when you have, you have to remember that when we're watching this and we're like, oh, they had to throw that person in there because they showed up on a cereal box once that George Lucas signed, and now they're you know they they have to be on a TV show, right? like. That kind of it can feel a little contrived, but for ninety nine percent of the people who are subscribing to Disney Plus and just watching it, like they're sitting there with the like Captain America meme of like I understood that reference because they see someone that they're like I had a fucking toy about that one, you know, of that person when in nineteen ninety two, and it's like cool, I get to see that in a cartoon I'm watching with my kid or whatever. Uh, right. So to to me, it just like it, if if you can 
put those people in there to get some Joe Schmo off the street to watch this show, then cool. That's, you know, I don't know. It, it's, it, it can't be good and bad, whether it's the most contrived like little cameo or, or like these ones, it actually mean, means something to the story. And I don't get the complaints right. about this at all, but like, I, I don't know. I think they all kind of have their purpose, whatever that purpose is, whether it's for super hardcore fans or just someone that's like, yeah, I recognize Jar Jar. Like, you know, it doesn't really matter. I gotcha. Totally. Preach, 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 preach. Oh man. Yeah. So is that a wrap? Are we good? I think so. I think that's uh but you know what? Before before we go, I just noticed something on Twitter that both Star Wars Squadrons and Jedi Fallen Order are on sale on Xbox this week. So if you're listening to this, I think they're still they're gonna be on sale for the whole week. And uh, if you want to see some more Hera, Star Wars Squadron's the place to do it. And if you just want a great uh, Jedi story, Fallen Order is the one for you. So check those out if you haven't already. Uh Akira. I know. I know. I know that's your jam. That's your clone there, uh, the uh, Cameron Monahan. That's your boy. That's it. You gotta <laughs> gotta love that uh, the ginger Jedi for sure. Uh, Akiro, <laughs> thank you again so much for joining us. It's it's always a pleasure to talk talk to you. We love having you on the show. This will definitely not be the last time. But if anyone missed the first episode and they're curious where to find you, where can they find you on the internet? Uh, okay. You can probably find me on YouTube, the first Akiro, Twitter, the first Akiro, assholes.com. You'll definitely find me there. Like <laughs> <laughs> anywhere, anywhere where bad Star Wars takes are, you'll find me. Perfect, man. Yeah. Like I said, you have one of the best Star Wars Twitter accounts. Uh, your YouTube videos are always fantastically well done. Um, thanks. Thanks again for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. You guys are great. I love talking to you. And Jesus, you guys deserve much more attention. Underrated as underrated as hell. I'm going to try not to go R-rated <laughs> okay. here. You know yes. what? I just it, It's Todd who says, oh, kids listen to our show. And kids don't listen to our show. Uh, so, right. yeah, do what you got to. Just, you know, keep it within track. So uh, I'll do my bit. Friends, thank you as always for joining us. Uh, this wonderful program is part of the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network comprising of this wonderful show which comes out bi-weekly uh, code 47 is my star trek show that comes out every monday co-op mode comes out opposite to this program on the other wednesday that is mark and my friend todd talking about video games which is not my bag and every friday since 2014 todd extra and myself uh giving you your guide to the geek side secret friends unite classic as it were your smorgasbord uh, of all things pop culture so our awesome website is home to all of our podcasts great original content and etc secretfriendsunite.com pop on over there and check us out you can also subscribe to all of our shows on the podcasting network uh, or podcasting service of your choosing please uh like rate uh and help us push the show forward you can find us over on twitter at secret friends you we would love to hear what you're thinking about any of the things that we talk about mark your twitter handle is at the underscore canardian right and you can find me at the underscore c-e-e underscore three the word uh, and hit us up. Let us know how you're doing uh, and things that we can talk about on the program. Finally, we are over on TeePublic. All kinds of fun merch ranging from t-shirts, magnets, buttons, stickers, etc. All of that supports our fine program and our ability to bring you fun content. So we do appreciate you showing your Secret Friends Unite love. 
That's it for me. Thank you again for joining us. I'm going to tell you, as always, that uh, sharing is caring and to keep on trucking. May the force be with you. Rex, play us out. <laughs>